Ladies and gentlemen. You all right over there? All good. What was that? I don't know. I had some phlegm drop. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just eating some strawberry marshmallows with little candy hearts on top. Oh, yeah. They're delicious. Uh-huh. And it, I was just got caught getting it down. Went down the wrong way. Down the wrong pipe. Uh-huh. No, but it didn't. I hate when that happens. Good. We're phlegm free. Phlegm free. Well, phlegm. Phlegm. That's a fun word. Phlegm. Feeling a little phlegmy. Anyway, yeah. uh, how's it going, folks? <laughs> Welcome to Wow Upstate Unconventional. Uh, anyway. Here we are again. Here we are again. We're going to throw something different at you today. A little different. We had part three. Well, Rosie had part three of the Angel series. Yep. All ready to go. And I said, you know what? You need to learn how to edit. Yeah. So I put the computer in front of her and said, figure it out. And I fucked it up royally. So I have to record the whole damn thing over again. <laughs> I'm sure I can fix it. But no, I'm just going to record it. Over I'm again. sure we could. Just... I'm. You have no idea how bad it actually is. Right. I've deleted. Too I deleted much. so much information. Right. It's just. It's just got, easy. It's, 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 Right. It'd be easier to just read. It would disgust me to put it out right. the way it is right now. But yeah, he basically was like, I said, oh, why don't I edit this too to save some time so I don't have to wait for you? And mm. he was like, okay, here's the computer. You do this. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. I I gave it my best. You did good. It just, it's it's whatever. We, okay. Anyway. that So that episode will be out uh, sometime next week. <laughs> When I re-record it. But uh, in the meantime. We have a special guest. Yeah. We're kicking off our guest series again. Yeah. We're going to have more people on now. Now it's that Nico's like... out of his bunk. Uh-huh. And almost blew up the show. <laughs> Sunk it. <laughs> yeah. He um is in his era where he comes out again. Of the mm -hmm. woodwork a little bit. Yeah. And uh, he's ready to talk to people <laughs> once again. Once again, but uh... and we have a friend and a top-notch podcaster. Mm -hmm. Great guy. Tell him we got we Matt from the Great Deception. Matt as our first official guest together. Of 2023. Of 2023. Yeah. So exciting stuff. Great episode. And uh if you don't know who Matt is, go check out the Great Deception podcast. It's on all the major platforms. And join his Patreon. Yeah. You know what's so cool about it? You know what I'm gonna say. Yeah. I joined it last Friday. Mm -hmm. He has on Fridays. Is it always just Fridays? It's one it's the last Friday of the month, Let, usually. Yeah. But it's like a meet and greet. It's a meet and greet for all on Patreon, and you go on and like you can talk about any kind of shit you want to talk about. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a good time. Yeah. So, I didn't expect it to be so fun. You yeah, know, and enlightening, and it was really cool. Yeah, good people on there. So yeah. go join that because you're like with like-minded individuals. Yes. 
but um so that was that was a lot that's fun so join his patreon support him he does he goes over and above yeah he's putting out some great stuff listen to his latest episode on ley lines it's really interesting stuff mm-hmm. but uh what else is going on oh, before you know. we get it to this episode oh you know just the normal stuff we're uh it's a busy busy month it's a busy time of year for us right now yeah because well, we, we were saying we don't we you know we don't celebrate new year's until the spring solstice which is nice so that wasn't e- a, equinox right that didn't really affect us but it was my birthday and now next, <laughs> next week monday is the older one's the birthday. older one's birthday and then our little guy's birthday is one week exactly after him mm-hmm. you know so we have birthday parties yeah. And they all come in. Like right now, my phone just blows up with RSVPs mm-hmm. from all different people. Yeah. I'm trying to keep track. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. But like we talk about this in this episode a little bit too, but it's like for our little guy who's in kindergarten, this is like the first birthday party for a lot of these kids because they were COVID kids. COVID kids. Yeah. And they like no one. So I, I think this is. This is the first birthday party for his class, at least, of this year. Yeah, no one had it. And, like, so many parents are like, this is the first birthday party they're they, ever going to go to. so excited. Which is, like, yeah. exciting and sad at the same it time. Is. But but I'm not, I'm happy that we're the first ones yeah. to put it out there, you know? Mm-hmm. I think people are still afraid. Too. I know. It's like, just stop with the fear. Yeah. Don't, just, it's, it's over, folks. Stop pretending. And, but I think a lot of parents are super on board. Yeah. No, they're, they're excited and... It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, we have this guy coming that just, he's so, our kid is so in love with this guy. Uh-huh. He is a balloon, oh, what was he called? A balloon artist, right? He's a balloon artist and a comedian. comedian. And he is freaking hilarious, yeah. by the way. Mm-hmm. And the balloon art he makes is, I don't even know. It's over the top. Like yeah. he, he goes, he's making balloon animals, but. It's just it's nothing like you've ever seen. It's before. ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd uh-huh. that we have this guy coming to his birthday party. Yeah. It's Mr. Twisty. Yeah. He's... Shout out to Mr. Twisty. Shout out to Mr. Twisty. He's been on Nickelodeon. <laughs> apparently. We met him at the car show. We met him at a car show. He's actually a friend of my dad's. Yeah. So and we the little guy just mm-hmm. loves him loves them so that's it's gonna be quite the event it will be those kids will be heavily <sighs> entertained mm-hmm. what else do we got going on just constantly doing stuff in the house where yeah it's like non-stop yeah project after project she keeps me working somebody's um, got to what else been making a lot of orgone devices that's, that's a big thing that you're doing right yeah now. i'm gonna start selling them so Still trying to figure out the best That's appro- route. Yeah, like, do we want to go Etsy? Do we want to do, like, our own website? I don't know. I think I'm just going to start putting them on Instagram. Let's see and, what happens. And just maybe doing, like, custom-type orders. You can do an Instagram shop, too. I know, but do they take, like, a percentage? I don't know. Yeah. That's, like, the problem. You have to look into that, I guess. Some of those things. It's, like, they take a cut yeah, off the top, true, and it's very true. irritating. And then... It's like, I wish I could just sell to people directly. Like, mm. here is it. Like, you know what I mean? Well, you could start posting them on your stories and maybe doing a reel and just say, like, contact me. Right. If you're interested. If you want so, one of these. Yeah. But they're beautiful pieces, guys. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm very impressed mm-hmm. with the work he's been doing. It's art and function at the same time. Right. Because that's really nice. That's a lot of uh problem with this stuff is like you know, some people say it doesn't work or whatever, but put some in your room and just pay attention to what's going on. You'll feel better, you'll sleep better. Put some by your plants. Yeah, the, your plants will grow better. It and that's like a misconception with a lot of people think like, oh, it's gonna I'll put it on my Wi-Fi router, it's gonna block no, it's gonna transmute that negative EMF energy and make it more positive. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's beneficial. But mm-hmm. I wanna make them artistic as well like so they're nice to look at i have ones that are just black that function the black cube of saturn <laughs> black cube of saturn <laughs> i'm gonna do that to just piss everyone off in the truth community <laughs> i'm gonna make some just black cubes and sell them too but uh yeah so that's something i'm working on mm-hmm. I'm selling some like tumbled rocks and crystals and things like that and too bra- bracelets and bracelets jewelry and things like that but uh yeah so we're working on that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we'll get into this episode and we have some more special guests coming up that we're interviewing mm-hmm. this next week. Next couple of weeks, we're going to be busy. Yeah. And we'll put more content out and we'll get the Angel series. Not completely wrapped up. No. Like we'll wrap it's, up. It's the... going to be loose. Yeah, it's a loose end. You know? Yeah. yeah. We'll just kind of wrap I'm up the Archangel. I'm very excited about the this episode if i ever do get it out well what's nice too is like there's been more stuff we've kind of found too right with like metatron's cube and things like, like so i think it's for the best that you, we just redo that one <laughs> there's no other option yeah anyway before we ramble on too long enjoy the episode with our buddy matt from the great deception mm-hmm. podcast ladies and gentlemen welcome <laughs> <laughs> To another episode of Upstate Unconventional. Now, this is a very special episode because it's the first episode we have with a guest in almost like what eight, ten months. I think we haven't so. had a guest on. I don't think I've ever been on the show yet with a guest. No, really. and who better? Well, our, our favorite. Hello, my favorite podcast to listen to, the host of the Monday Night Master Debaters and the Great Deception, Matt. How you doing tonight? You guys are too nice, man. <laughs> you know, got me blushing over here, Nico. Come on, man. You got to come a little harder than that. You can't come so soft. That's killing me. <laughs> He's tearing up. He's tearing up. No, but it is. It's my favorite show. I, I listen to every episode. I never miss a Monday Night Master Debaters. And uh, yeah. And Glad I'm, I'm going to reciprocate and say that honestly, you the best idea you ever did was picking up a co-host because oh. no seriously <laughs> I, I honestly i live for the dynamic because <laughs> the intro to the show is always the most entertaining part <laughs> you know and then and then when you guys get into like the fact stuff now i am oh i i look forward to it so much oh, i love so the nice. the fringe you know, mm-hmm. that you guys, you guys are talking about, like, you know, the supernatural. I'm so, the more I, you know, dive into the old ways and things like that, the more I start thinking it's all real, you know, yeah. at some point, all of it was real and all these fairy tales and movies and cartoons, 
it's all based on something that happened at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I like, know. and this will tie into like the episode you just did with ley lines, but even like with the angels and stuff, you start looking into it and it's like Judaism, Christianity, Islam, like, and then you look at the um, tale of like Gil- Gilgamesh and stuff. It's like, they all have these characters that yep. all have the same traits and they all have similar names. And it's like, something had this is based off of something that was real yeah well and the best example obviously is the flood myth right i mean how can you have something be considered a myth when you go to almost any culture in the world and they have a similar story around a similar time frame now like you said they change the characters up the names are different but Mm -hmm. the events are for the most part the same Mm -hmm. so what is it? Is it a myth that all of these people who supposedly weren't in communication together at that time created and just unknowingly, or did it actually happen is another possibility. Or the third possibility is they were all talking with each other and the story got passed around. I mean, yeah, that's the other side that gets underestimated is that we think we're like the the you know the bees the crop. yeah yeah we are <laughs> right. the smartest we are the most evolved and honestly if you go down to walmart and talk to me and, <laughs> and see how evolved we are you know i mean jesus there's times where i walk around and i'm like this is just a step above a zoo mm-hmm. yes you know we're just missing the bars we're that's it yeah well it's we have true. the bars they are cell phones i mean like that's the modern yeah. day cage it's like we're all glued to it we can't and that's the thing it's like we're technologically advanced with these smartphones but when you think about like when you start looking at the old history and we'll get into this too because it's like were they doing all this too without this black cube in front of them without this you know death machine like could they communicate telepathically could they was there free energy that was just sending this stuff through the air like we have but it's like i i tend to believe that we are in this like inverted reality where it's like yep. all this stuff exists like you know say the akashic records is like the internet but we can't access it without this device but at some point in history maybe they could have maybe i don't know oh i think so you know i think we are completely blocked yeah, yeah. in every way and i think people communicated in nature with animals i think mm-hmm. there was so so much communication telepathically psychically plants mushrooms like everything I, yeah yeah i think well if you think about the, our whatever we're on it mm-hmm. is just a living organism and mm-hmm. everything connects and and communicates with each other and what we've seen is just the disconnect and, it, and it's been intentional whether it's you know, and I talked about it in my Leyline episode. I mean, just s- simple thing down to sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. They put rubber soles on your shoes to disconnect you from the ground. And mm-hmm. it's it's just simple little things like that that they gradually do and they work it into your everyday routine. And then you don't think anything of it. But right. it, what it does is it brings you further and further away from the natural way of things. And And, you know, if we were in that natural state, I think- you know, everybody would be closer to a balanced frequency. You know, we'd be more in harmony with the earth. We'd be more in harmony with, you know, from an architectural standpoint and, and people would jive better. I mean, I feel like we're a beehive that somebody just keeps hitting with a baseball bat. Yeah. And, and everyone's it's like, confused. Well, 
Yeah, what do we do? We, we have to do something, but what? Right. You know, we can't get enough bees together to really fight the guy with the bat or scare him off. Right. But but we're getting hammered here. So what do we do? Right. It's in there's identity crises everywhere. Yeah, it's all fear. Like even and, just tonight, I was talking to our neighbor because the we have an HOA here and the snowplow people did a shitty job. And I'm like, we should all get together and just not pay the stupid HOA fee because this is ridiculous. And she's like, yeah, but no one else is going to join it. And I'm like, that's the problem. We have to like yeah. figure out a way to unite on like the most and, base level. But that's yeah. the attitude, Nico, right? Mm -hmm. It's automatically instead of, okay, well, how do we get people right. to sign it? Mm -hmm. It's well, yeah, nobody's going to agree to it. It's yeah. that that right. lackadaisical mentality, that laissez-faire, that it is what it is, you mm -hmm. know, instead yeah. of taking the initiative and saying, okay, we're going to make it so that these people want to sign this. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a huge problem. Nobody wants to take control, you know, right. and I give you guys a lot of credit for putting your faces and voices out there doing a podcast because that is doing something. You know, too many people just sit back and they just, you know, it's like an abusive relationship and they just keep yeah. taking it and taking it mm -hmm. and they never stand up for themselves or or never even voice any indifference to it. And right. they just go along with it. And it's like, man, that's not, we're not meant to live like this. No. Yeah. Well, Nico just wants to be the president of the way. <laughs> yeah. He's manifesting yes. that right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, uh, it's going to run. You got to run a, uh, a Will Ferrell esque campaign. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Well, dude, just because the president is just this crabby old dickhead, and I just can't. We'll get into that another time. Yeah. But, dude, it's um. What was I gonna say? Totally lost my train of thought there. But yeah. Oh, with the podcast too. It's so crazy because like we can influence people, and I know you get this too. It's you get people from literally all over the world. It's insane. But it's like, how do I influence my local community? Like, yep. <laughs> yeah it's the problem right. because it's like no like no one we know listens to this show no like <laughs> on a small level we can't reach anyone like on a, you would think that yeah. that would be easier like in your community and friends family well local. what you can do and i know people have started doing this locally is starting little events mm -hmm. you know like have a have a barbecue at your house mm -hmm. or something small like that where you you know you invite or have uh rent you know, have a, a gathering at a bar, find a local bar and say, okay, at eight o'clock, we're going to meet here eight to nine 30, have a couple drinks, talk, do stuff like that, you know, where you have local meetups. And that's how I think you get the base going, right? Where you get, at least get a couple people that you see are interested and then you can build from there. Yeah. Um, because otherwise in today's day and age, you're not, like I said before, you're not going to get people to take any initiative. So unless you're going to go door to door and knock and, or, you know, start tagging people's cars with stickers, you know, right. you're not going to get anybody's attention because everybody's, they're like this in their phone, like just mm -hmm. glued to their phone. And if it's not in the phone, they don't see it. They don't care. Yeah. Well, even it's even on such a small level, like we're going to have a birthday party for our little guy too, in a couple of weeks. And there hasn't been one birthday party in kindergarten yet. And mm -hmm. it's, we're doing it. We're the first people to have a birthday party and i the mothers that texted me today and were like oh, we're so excited like they just some of them couldn't believe it like that there was going to be a party for their children 
you know now is is that because of the hesitancy from the lockdowns or that's what we're trying to think i think so because it's like and it's so weird like a lot of these parents in the class this is like their first kid or like their oldest you know and it's we're we're the oddballs right we have the older ones yeah we've we've been through this (laughs) but it's like these people it's like i don't know if it's a combination of lockdowns like just being disconnected from society i don't know but they're like a party like what right right but there's like a couple that were like oh wow really that's so cool yes we will definitely be there you know and i was so excited to be the one to like have this for the children like outside of the school because yeah. i think it's i think it is very important you know oh, it's huge for them it- because my gosh well I mean, I used to have birthday parties. I'm sure you did like out. And I mean, that was such a huge deal. And it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Like we're having a pizza place, you know? Yeah. But it's just like the idea no, the, just well, to get them out. It's yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And and I think it's huge for the parents too. It is. I think there's so many parents that now have PTSD from the lockdowns and they're so gun shy that they're, you know, afraid to get out there because- I mean, what, what are you afraid of? It's going to go, we're going to go back to normal, right. you know, you're going to go back to before all the craziness, like when you could just go and show up at somebody's house and didn't have to worry about medical procedures or do I need to bring a mask or not? Like, yeah. right? no, we're done with that. Put that away. Let's move ahead. But so I think these are, some... this is like the first birthday party for most of these kids because yeah. when he was. So this whole thing started when he started pre-K. Yeah. Yeah. So all these kids never experienced. Yeah. There was never any birthday parties. Birthday pre-K parties or really before with friends. Yep. It was, it was, and and like, afterwards, since, you know, 2021 was a wash. Mm-hmm. Last year yeah. would have been possibly the first year if anybody yep. did it where people would even consider showing up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was yeah. one of the shittiest things about the lockdown was it was a week before my son's birthday. Mm. And he was supposed to have a big party. And it was like, as from there, everything just went downhill the rest of that yeah. summer and fall. And it was like, holy shit, dude, I thought back and I'm like, man, I feel for this kid. Not only did he, you know, he wasn't allowed to go to school and then everything blew up and then he had to move states. He even get a birthday party. Like, yeah, because the place that we were going to have it at canceled on us because of right. lockdowns and stuff. Right. Like, yeah, we can't do anything. Like, okay. And so it's just been, I feel that because now up here, it's, it's pretty much open. You'll still get some people that'll show up with a mask on or something Mm -hmm. and you're just like, okay, it is what it is. But, um, ever since we came up here, it's been pretty much business as usual, you know, from, from like party perspectives and stuff. Once all the businesses opened up again, you know, I'll preface it with that because before then, even then people were, you know. No, we're not having parties. Or if we had a birthday party, it's outdoors or something like that. Right. Yeah. Everything was outdoors. But another issue, I think, and this will segue into something we wanted to talk about. A lot of these parents are millennials. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) And I have two of my favorite Gen Xers here (laughs) to discuss. (laughs) Well, you know, what are you going to do? Let's talk about Gen X and why. So I have a lot of theories on Gen X. He does. He 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 thinks about it more than we think about it, Matt. Yeah, he's like I, I. I love when you get into this because I can see your I can see your brain. The mouse is just running at warp speed trying to figure this out. 
So I'm trying to figure it out exactly, but I want to say that there was probably between like 1975 and 1979. Were they not doing like something with cavities? Were they not giving certain shots to kids? Because like everyone I meet from that age is so chill. So like there's just a different frequency about you guys. Did they not fluorinate the water so much back then? Like what happened? I see it on the opposite end. I see it as our parents were we were in that latchkey era mm-hmm. yeah so we were like wildlings yes. you know our parents did not give a shit if you didn't <laughs> break anything if you didn't hurt someone if you didn't get arrested you could do whatever you wanted there were anything. no rules like you were I, I was never home as a kid nico like uh, you know as a five-year-old we were out in the woods we would come right. home for lunch and dinner and that was it yep. you know so I, I, tell, I, I tell him the stories and he can't, he can't wrap his head around it. Right. Cause yeah. my parents were so like overprotective. Like, yeah. I mean, my dad is one of the most paranoid people you'll ever meet. And it's like, we could sometimes walk to the park that was literally like up the street from our house. Sometimes yep. if there was like other kids going, like and we they could... never knew where that, like I, I had to be home when the sun went down. That yeah. was the rule, mm-hmm. you know? And, th- and that's, see, that's where I think the difference, I don't think it has anything to do with us per se. Mm-hmm. I think it's our parents and the way they just let us go. Mm-hmm. And we had to figure it out on our own versus being told or being, having to be told how to do something, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, if you wanted to fit, you know, you need to fix your bike mom or dad wasn't going to fix it for you. So you right. had to either find a friend that knew how to do it or figure it out on your own. And yeah. I think that was a huge part of it. That was huge. I mean, I remember like <laughs> trying to make money all the time too. <laughs> always. Right? You side too? hustles. Always. Like I would have, I mean, from like little lemonade stands, I would be selling my stuff on the sidewalk, washing people's cars. Yep. Like I was like into making money. Mm-hmm. And in like seventh like, and eighth grade, they in seventh, eighth grade in middle school, they had home ec and they mm-hmm. taught us how to bake. Yeah. And, you know, using like the most basic ingredients. And so I took whatever we would make in home ec, I'd make like six batches of it and I'd go on the corner of my street and I'd sell it as fresh baked goods. Yeah. And it was like, it was just stupid shit like that, that I, right. you know, I would take dumb stuff that I learned and just see, okay, maybe how can I make a buck off it? You know? Yes. See, yeah. isn't that funny? It is. We have a very similar. What year were you born, Matt? 78. Yeah, me too. There's something with the 78ers. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, though. We're, we're, we're unique. I know a couple other ones that are kind of similar to us, too. And it's like there's also, um, now correct me if I'm wrong, but very ch- we, we appreciate like that childlike wonderment, too. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. Like I'm. <sighs> I, I can't quite explain it, but even though we're super independent, we really appreciate that stuff. I feel like the eighties were so kid based yeah, and, and so like choose your own adventure based that it was, you know, anything was possible back then, yeah. especially as a kid, because your cartoons, you would have such a wide variety, you know, you could go down any Avenue you wanted I think there were endless options where as, as we got into the nineties, it started narrowing down and then you got to two thousands, forget about it. Now, if you're not on the internet, you're nobody. Right. Right. It's true. Yeah. We were, before we hopped on, Rosie was talking about TV guides and how she used to sit there like, Oh yeah. On a day off and just go through the TV guide. And like... I loved it. I loved having the day off. 
um, you know, like on a snow day and I would go flipping through the TV guide and I'd make a list like eight to 9 a.m. I'd watch this, you know, like I would find like the show and I'd make a list, even though it's on the TV guide. My like, grandma that was my would day. highlight it. Yeah. She would highlight the TV guide so we knew what programs she was watching. That was like that, everything. That was like her, like holding the remote. You know, she was taking yeah. the clicker at that the time controls. because yeah. those were her programs, and that was when she was watching. You could have the TV any other time, but when her programs were on, yeah. that was it. The programs. Mm -hmm. Yes, yep. the programming. There we go. Oh, they even yeah. That I mean, that's what <laughs> yeah. it was. It was. I think we, sure. you know, we were, we were differently programmed. You know, it was now, obviously it's all sexualization of kids. Mm -hmm. you know, that's the programming. It's the demoralization. It's just, you know, you can be whatever you want to be in a sadistic way, an yeah. evil way. It's yeah. not like that, you know, you, you can fly the skies, do whatever you want. This is like, you can be you, you can do whatever dark things you want to do and it's okay. Like it's yeah. so weird. Love is love love is love oh yeah my god yeah that's twisted we always think well, it's so twisted to hear that the whole age is just a number like oh fuck you it is man I know. You, 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 you yeah know, after 18 age is just a number. yeah even then man i i think that numbers get should get pushed up i think it's like mentally now it's like 25 yeah yeah no i agree yeah teaching high school kids i mean like I, I don't I don't understand it like how like a grown man could date like an 18 year old girl they're little kids still you know what I mean it's like they're children yeah, yeah they're still it's... what do you have in common what can you talk about with them you know like right. I don't I coached uh 15 16 year old boys for like two years and I you know I kept them for two years together and just the shit they would talk about. I'm like, you guys are from a different planet. Like, yeah. what, what is wrong with you kids? Like, right. I can't relate to you. And then you say that. And I think about these, you know, these fucking sick guys that are sleeping with their students and or the, even the females. Because yeah. in high school, the girl I was dating, her brother was sleeping with his gym teacher. Right. <laughs> well, she was like, a woman. How? Yeah, you know, the gym right. teacher was a female, but yeah. yeah, she was sleeping with a high school boy. Right. Like, why? <laughs> what is that? You know what I mean? Like, that is beyond anything I could even imagine. What is he doing for right. you, uh, <laughs> this high school yeah. boy? Like, I don't sense. understand it. Like, and, but that's no. where I am with people. Like, I think people are so damaged now. It's yeah. just. Because they don't have to figure anything out. And if they do, it's just an internal meltdown mm. that system mm. crashes and then anything's possible. Yeah. 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 It's wild. In the last few years of really, people have really like embraced that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And going back to like kids and like you were saying, you didn't have to be told how to do something. Like, I think me growing up like I was very independent I played with my toys I would figure out I kept myself entertained but like our kids if we don't like our little guy will draw and he'll do stuff but like sometimes it's like a, a lot of oh, effort I'm with you. you know you know no, I have to say it to my son it's like hey go get your get your action figures it's mm -hmm. time to play yeah you know it's time mm -hmm. to do something whereas we if I ever went to my parents and said I was bored 
oh my god forget it i would i would get spanked for it probably like (laughs) it would have been you know figure something why are you wasting my time telling me you can't figure something out to do oh my gosh i know same thing run this guilt trip on you like you gotta and the thing that drives me nuts is he's like watch this youtube video with me and i'm like no (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh i do that with him and i'm like okay i will give you a video and then after that, it's like, okay, if I don't like it, fast forward, next one, next yeah. one. And then you get five. After five strikes, you're out. And then yeah. we're done with YouTube. No, that's, that's it's good. just total nonsense. And that's the problem. A lot of that shit is just total nonsense. Yeah, it's all like, mind-numbing nonsense. It's, it's garbage. If you're watching an educational, you know, a fun video, something about, you know, nature or something where you're learning something that's not just fart noises for five minutes, <laughs> right. you know, like, come on. But that's what we're going and and uh idiocracy. <laughs> Holy shit. My I, I know my ex is big on not on it, but uh loves watching, watching it. Watching it. He sends my son TikTok. I'm like, stop sending him TikTok videos. Yeah. I push him so hard to stay away from social media and all that shit. And if yeah. you're sending him TikTok videos, what's he gonna do? He's yeah. gonna scroll. And next thing you know, he's in he's TikTok in and then he's going to want to be on And evil. I'm like, no. There's something so dark about TikTok. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm on there and I get sucked in, I feel like I, I feel sick yes. after a while. And I've actually moved it to like a folder. That's how bad it was because mm-hmm. I would get so sucked into it. I had to move it to a folder so it's not right on my forefront of my yep. screen. Like I have to actually go utilize it because I, of course people. I use it. Yeah. For my own stuff. But like I get sucked in still. And I, like I said, I don't like the way I feel. There's mm-hmm. like a heaviness as I'm it, watching it. It and sucks I'm like, your okay. energy, right? Yes. Yeah. It's weird. And it's crazy because it will literally be like, overload like sad something hilarious educational sad right. traumatizing sad, like you know and it's just like, like one minute i'm hysterically laughing the next yep. minute i'm hysterically crying because somebody's 17 year old dog passed away and they're like going through like the memories and then the next minute there's a baby being born and then it's like my emotions are like and up that's and down, what it does right yes i'm like this is not healthy i find that when i go through reels now I had to, I had to stop going into reels because it's the same thing. Cause it's kind of like that. You don't know what to expect next, you know? Yes. And that's why you scroll. Okay. I'm going to find a good one next. And eventually yep. you're on that emotional roller coaster and you're like, afterwards you're drained. You're like, Holy shit, man. But it's all you wild. did was move your thumb. I know there's gotta be something like very mentally that it does to you that just that puts you in a bad state. There yeah. is. And one of our friends who will be on the show at some point, mm-hmm. he's a really interesting guy. He used to be a doctor, but he quit. Now he's like a holistic person. But he, um, I talked to him about the TikTok thing. And he was like, I forget what he called it, but there is something about it that he looked into that it actually does like turn your... It's, it's a frequency thing. It, yeah. It just, it, it... I forget exactly the, the term he used, but I'll... I'll let you know when I find out again. But yeah. I was like, wow, it just makes so much sense. Like, cause I feel terrible after I watch it. And you're like, why? Terrible. Yeah. Why do so many people enjoy it so much? Yeah. If yeah. it's, if you feel like that afterwards, cause you're obviously, you know, we're not the only ones that feel like that afterwards, but right. people keep going back. They do. Well, because I, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with, again, high frequency, low frequency. 
So someone maybe like people like us are a little bit more sensitive to the feeling like, whoa, that's bad well, for me. And, and some can... you got to think about some people's feeds too. Some yeah. people may just have the most not mind numbing feeds ever. They yeah. don't have that emotional side. Right. It's just straight dopamine. You know, it's yeah. one hit after another for a minute. Boom. I get a hit. Boom. I need another one. I need another one. And they just keep sitting there and boom, just keep getting that little rush over right. and over and over. Right. Like, man, how long can you chase the dragon for? Right. Right. Yeah, but that's... again, if there's like lower frequency people and they're looking at all this low frequency stuff, it's like they're, they're that's where they want to be. You see yeah. what I'm saying? That's they, they you... don't. Have you ever noticed that your feed kind of resembles your mood too? And that like your frequency is what is coming to yes. you in the phone. I, I found that before when I'm in a, in like a bad mood, I'll get all this very negative stuff on my feed. And it's, it's real weird how that works. Yeah. yeah. No, I think the AI is much more advanced than they let us know. I think it can pick up on maybe your heart rate. I, I This is just speculation. I can't prove any of this, but between the camera, you holding the phone. I, I think it does. Cause like when I go on like a tangent and I just start posting crazy shit on my story, like you get into that groove and it's like, Oh, this is gold. This is gold. This is yeah. gold. This, and it picks up on it. But then if, like you said, if you're in a bad mood, you're like, this is shit, this is shit, mm -hmm. this is shit. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's definitely way more advanced than what they're letting us know or what we can even imagine. And it's just picking up on stuff. I've had it I've literally had thoughts about something like when we were moving, I never even said the word pods and I was getting advertisements for pods and then the off brand of pods. And I'm like, did we say this? Like, did yeah. we look this up? And it's like, all you had to do is look up a moving truck. Right. Or right. Like, and that's how it works. Like you look up something stupid or moving boxes and next right. thing you know, they got you in that they, they've hooked you up three levels down. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's just so it, it's, yeah. and you, you might not even have, have, have said, you just might've said the word moving, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah. And it picked it up because this thing is always with you. You know, mm -hmm. like we, these things are like our Siamese twin. Mm -hmm. So to think that this thing isn't picking up everything for, let alone, I think it can pick up on our frequencies. Like you're saying, like, I, I, yeah. I, I think this is the devil's box. Yeah. Well, I said, and to, that's why we need these. I said to my yes, product well, <laughs> I said to my mom the other day, get yours now. <laughs> I was like, how the heck did you survive me? Like in middle school, high school going out and I didn't have a cell phone. Like, you know, I can't imagine like now, like you, you always are communi in communication with your kids, you know, when they're like going out or whatever. Like, I can't imagine like my parents were just like, like, we're, okay, for instance, we were talking about proms, remember? Mm -hmm. And so uh, we were talking about the proms I went to. And I was like, you just didn't know like where I was. <laughs> like, yeah, literally all night, you know? And no way to get in touch with you. That's what I'm saying. There was no cell phone. I had nothing, no way to get in touch. Maybe at one point they'd be like, if you get to Becky's house, to ask if you can use her parent's phone and give us a ring. Maybe, you know? Yep. But we were usually in the woods somewhere. Yeah, drinking. Everybody had a phone. Get Are out you of kidding? here! Kidding? So like, you know, it was so different. But I am so grateful for that that we grew up like that. Because... Oh yeah, and and honestly, my parents didn't really care, right? As long as you didn't break the rules. Yeah, you could do whatever. It was yep. it was 
and you know, I love it because I'm independent because of that. Like, yeah, I mm -hmm. wanted to just do my own thing as soon as I was done with school. It's like, mm -hmm. man, I don't want to live with my parents anymore. Like, I wanna, I wanna be independent. I wanna taste that freedom. I tasted a little bit before yeah. I got out. It's true. And you said, but you were, you said something interesting, like millennials don't really know themselves. Like we yeah. know ourselves. Is that, can you explain that more? I think, like you said earlier, it's a, just a huge identity crisis. We don't know. And I struggle with this too. Like you, you could just be ADHD as well, but like, you don't know what you want to do. You, there's no, like, you don't have a voice yet. You're, you're not really in control of anything like no millennials or CEOs, no millennials are like high up. Some are starting to get there now, but I don't know. I just feel like there's a huge identity crisis for this whole generation, but I don't and know. Do you think that's because you didn't like uh, get the opportunity to be independent? Or? I think so. I think that has a lot to do with it. I think it has to do with a lot of the like cartoons and programming and shit that went on when we were kids and there was nothing that ever like taught you to take initiative ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was no struggle for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to ask you, Matt. Like, what do you, what is your interpretation of the millennial thing? Cause I think everyone can agree that millennials are in some type of trouble right now. <laughs> like they don't know. I think it's just dependence. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference is, is millennials prefer to be instructed mm -hmm. versus taking the bull by the horns and doing it themselves. And I don't know if it's so much they fear doing it wrong or they just don't know how to get it started. You know, that's where I, mm. I can't, that's where I can't link with that mindset yeah. because if I, I can't wait for someone else to tell me how to do something, you know, or when is the right time to do something? It's like, okay, if and now I feel it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm that way. Yeah. That's like the yeah. perfect description for yeah the difference between him and I. Yeah. No, like I have to like make sure all the ducks are in a row before I start a project, make sure I have everything and you just jump in. Balls just, oh, I'm with you, Rosie. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. I'll do the same, like even making dinner, like I'll get halfway through dinner and be like, oh shit, I got to go get six more ingredients out of the cupboard, mm -hmm. but I'm already, you know, halfway through, but I should have had them beforehand, but I just mm -hmm. got started and got it going and it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, I'll just wake up and be like, I'm going to do that project. And Nico will be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, And I start doing it. And then it, it's complete. And he's like, well, all right. Yeah. You did it. After I go and get all the materials right. and do it's everything. Like <laughs> see, I can see your side though too, Nico, because mm -hmm. there are certain things that I have to have everything laid out before I'll start it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I feel like I'm going to miss something and I'm going to totally fuck it up. Mm -hmm. whereas yeah. you know there's other things like you said rosie where i'm gonna be i'm gonna wake up randomly one day and be like okay i'm gonna do this today yeah. i'm just gonna go do it and there's <laughs> no plan of attack it's just go do it yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's too funny i know yeah because it's and because i wonder about that nico is it is it a fear of doing it wrong or is it just i don't know what to do i think it's a combination of both because like for me I, and the other thing too i think it goes back to like school where like the teacher makes you like everyone's got to do it at the same time. And like they hold your hand through the whole process. So throughout school, it's all about like being accepted. Is this the right answer? Did I do it right? Did I do it good enough? And it's like there's you never get that satisfaction. You know what I mean? You never get like. You just never get that. Uh, 
Do you need constant approval? Yeah, it's like a constant approval. Like, uh, is this pretty? Like, even just now, it's like, do you like my pyramid I made? Like, how's this one look? You know what I mean? Is this one cool enough? Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird like. Where we didn't have that. We didn't no, have that constant no praise, approval. constant approval. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just had like our friends mm-hmm. and, you know, that was it. And we had to like decipher that on our for ourselves, whether right. something was good or not. Well, we're very needy. And I think that's what it is. I think we're very needy yes. individuals. And that dependent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I try to break that every day, but I still struggle with it at times. But speaking of needy. Oh boy, I know where this is going. That's just that word. I know where it's going. Speaking of needy, we have another thing in common, Matt. Our Which companions. Our, our furry companions that we keep. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> if there isn't a more needy species on the planet than a freaking German shepherd dog. Oh my God. Now, I say I I put the caveat out there that you will never find a better companion, a more loyal companion, mm-hmm. but the most needy and babies, uh, babies like like worse than a baby because if you, like at least a baby will give you five minutes, right. you know, every now and then they'll take a nap. I oh. know. You just can't explain it to people. It's like so. I'll I'll give a story. I was trying Go to ahead. when you left and I was playing around. Rosie tried to edit, or she did an episode yesterday, and she's trying to edit it herself. I'm teaching her how to <laughs> edit it, and by teaching her, I just threw it in front of her and said, "Figure it out." Well played. <laughs> so I was going through. I had the headphones in, and I'm sitting at the kitchen counter, and Luna's looking at me. You know. And I'm like, hold on, you just ate, you were just out 10 minutes ago, just relax. And she's looking at me and she jumps up and she literally pulled the headphones out of my ear. Like she put her paw up and pulled them out and was like, give me attention. Yeah. Like, come on, what are you doing? I was like, you little bitch. (laughs) How did she know how to like, they do it all the time. They'll pull headphones out. They're so smart. So smart. They are. And. Ours can count. I figure they can, they can count because I give them two scoops of food at night, and they usually get like one in the afternoon. They'll get two in the morning, one in the afternoon, and then two at night. But I spread them out. You know, I don't give them both scoops at the same time. And we got home late, like around five thirty the other day. So I gave them their afternoon scoop at five thirty, and they knew that they didn't get their third scoop Mm -hmm. and they were like Rocco was running over to the door like looking at me like you're gonna give us our third scoop (laughs) and I was like no you just had two scoops and he kept he'll do that thing where like they go like this yep (laughs) you know get the swerve yeah 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 yeah. and I'm like Nico look at him he's like I'm not making eye contact I'm not making eye contact with him you know and he's like dad dad you're missing something you know if he could talk that's thing you make eye contact with them and they oh, suck you in. Yep. It's like you cannot say no to those eyes. There's something about that face. And it's just like, oh, man. I know. I know. But they are the neediest dog. So if you want the neediest dog, people. <laughs> yeah, that's going to save your over, life. <laughs> right. That will literally save your life because they're just the most lovable things in the world. And like Matt said, loyal. Mm hmm. Amazing. Oh my God. Like you can't, you cannot mess around with my son. If like my son and I wrestle all the time, yep. you know, we're play wrestling 
as soon as he, she has to get right in between us and separate us. She does not yes. like any sort we of can't like even phys- like hug in front of them. No, yep. we cannot hug. They oh, they start crying <laughs> and then they come between us and like Luna starts beating Rocco up just because any chance she gets to to like snap at Rocco, oh, it's she's the epitome of a bitch. Luna. See, that's why I love the women, man. I, I <laughs> I've only had female dogs, and it's just because of that mentality. She's so bitchy. Yeah. And it's just like any chance she gets like beat on him. Mm-hmm. She does. So he gets like nervous and tries to separate us. And then she's grabbing him by the leg and like, leave him alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Dude, it was so like, cause we have the upstairs blocked off and our son likes to open the gate and just let them run upstairs all the time. Cause he's a little shipman. Yeah. And uh, so Rocco ran upstairs and he was standing on the balcony and he's doing that thing where he gets down. And I'm like, <laughs> get down here. And he's like, no. So I went, Luna, get him. And she ran up like a little bullet, just nipping at his heels. And he's like, okay, okay. I'm coming down. Yep. Did he do that thing where he puts his, his chest on the ground and his yes. ass up in the yes. air? Yep. Yeah. Like that. Like, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's one of his signature that. moves, too. He's doing that on the balcony. Like, come on, dad. Are you going to get me? Like, right. she ran up and just started herding him downstairs. I was like, I just wish that, we had a farm to just let that's them That's the other too. thing. The herding is amazing to watch that instinct in them. I mean, she does it with her toys. Like she'll have it. She always has to have two toys at once, whether it's a stick and a ball or it's two toys. And whenever she's chewing on one, the other one's right within her vicinity. And she's, you watch her and she's always manipulating it. So it's right there. And she's watching you has both the toys on. And as soon as you come over up, oh, nope, herds them and gets going again. And she does it like on walks too with us. Like if Jordan and I get separated, she'll like bring us back together. She'll run out in front and slow everything down. So it compacts. Or if he's dragging behind, she'll go yeah. back behind him and start pushing him forward. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Oh God, it's, it's amazing just... to watch, you know? It is. And the other thing, I don't know if yours does this, but with Rocco, it's the craziest thing. He's had no training in this, but like if we're playing with Nerf guns or any type of like weapon thing, he goes on like full attack. Like he'll knock that Nerf gun out of your hand. If really? You point- yeah, yeah. If you point it at the kids or like anything that looks like a gun or a weapon. He freaks out. He jumps up and just like knocks it. He doesn't yeah. bite or anything. Nope. But he yeah. just It's like instinctually. He just it's knows weird. to and go. That's wild. And, yeah. and smoke. Oh, yeah. If He's petrified of smoke. And he will like do the, the howling. Mm-hmm. When we even like blow out a candle. I mean, it's oh, our, really well, yeah. you know, like when you light, you know, the what are yeah. they called? Yeah. yeah, the long stick thing that you light a candle with. If he sees the flame. Oh, forget it. He like runs around the house and grabs everyone. And he wants everyone and he stands by That's the door. That's my kind of dog though. Cause I, I swear I died in a past life in a fire. Like I am oh, wow. terrified of fire for unknown reasons. I love it. Like yeah. I'll go sit by a campfire. All, but I told my landlord, cause I got a little uh, uh, pellet stove downstairs and you know, there's a manual and it says, ah, your flame should be this high. Well, for some reason, my flame was a little higher and I freaked out and I called the landlord and I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, can you come down here and check this out? I've never had a pellet stove before. And I don't know how the flame should be. And I'm like, I'm afraid of burning your joint down. So come, come check out this yeah. for me. He's like, no, that's fine. He came and checked out. He's like, no, you're good. You're good. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I apologize. I'm like, I am a pussy when it comes to fire. I'm like, I am like I, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just go down and check and make sure it's fine. And like, you're, yeah, you probably did die in a fire. 
So I'm I have this worried. fear of it, but I love yeah. it too. At the same time, I'll yeah. go out. I love just sitting out by the fire and watching it. And I really respect it. But well, man. I think that's just an innate instinct to like it. I think that's yeah. normal. But yeah, the fear, like I, I'm so claustrophobic. So I'm convinced I was like crushed or buried alive or and something. Along me, it's those water. Lines. It's like, and water for him. So we got yeah. three of the four elements. We right. just need well, some I'm heights right. too. I'll take heights. Oh, really? I'm air. I'll, okay. So. Yeah. Oof. yeah i swear but, i must have fallen off a cliff or a bridge or something because i can't even like i'll watch tv and if people are at on heights like i get that feeling in like the pit mm -hmm. of my stomach and i'm like oh nope change the channel that's happened to me just recently i would say even probably this past summer i started getting a fear of heights where visually like i'll picture like like on our way to Cape Cod, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's the big bridges and stuff. You get the born bridge. That, yes. Oh yeah. And my brother I, used to curl up in a ball and like hide. Yeah. from it. <laughs> Never was afraid of it before. Um, but I was like visioning myself, like or I had a dream or something like hanging off the side of a bridge. And ever since then, I, I'm like freaked out by it and not driving it, but just the visualization of like, that I could fall from it, you know? Yep. It's weird because, yeah, like I said, it's kind of new for me. I never had those fears before. Yeah. Well, I, the past life thing is so interesting to me because I'm starting to think that time is, uh, like, I don't think time is linear, but I'm almost wondering if these things we see as, like, past life uh, visions are just simultaneous realities going on. You know what I mean? So it's like maybe in this other dimension, you just died of like, or you died of a height or, hmm. you know what I mean? That's like interesting. everything has happened is happening all at once. Right. Right. It's and like, that's, that would make history make that much more sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I agree with you. I'm with you, Nico, on this. I started thinking that more and more that everything is happening right now. And you're just in this tunnel. And that's why history is so confusing. And that's why we can't get the correct answer because it's going time on. Time isn't like this. Yeah. Mm. No, time goes like this. It can go here. It can get time is more of a circle. Right. Because isn't it interesting that like, and this could be simulation related or whatever, but like the more you start digging into like the past, the more you start uncovering technologies they had, the more you start uncovering like, just anything like even hey, Ryan put out that thing about the computer the yeah, other day. You mentioned, well, you mentioned Gilgamesh before mm -hmm. go check out Gilgamesh again. And, uh, the, the statue of him with the little handbag, mm -hmm. look at his wrist. It looks like he has a wristwatch on. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's so many things like that. They always have like some little satchel Yeah. or, but something. think about it now. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Think about all the technology we have. Right. And, and, and suppose there was a great flood. How long would it take them to get back to where we are today or surpass it, you know? And that's mm. what I keep saying. I'm like, if there was a giant cataclysm and they had technology, all that technology is going to get wiped away and we're not going to know. Like, right. you're not going to find any plastic. You're not going to find any, you know, tangible materials anymore, but they could have had technology. What's to say they didn't have cell phones or, you know, right. And like in Ryan's episode there, he said, like, if let's just say they went to a digital, they were, they were digital and something, everything was stored in the cloud, maybe their currency, all their history. And I, I think if, if we're going on this idea that they do these resets, 
what if that's once you get everything digitalized, that's when the reset happens. So they can just wipe it clean and there's no no trace of it. How would yeah. you ever know? So what happens? Do we all die too? <clears throat> I or think do we live? No, I don't think it's a death. I think it's no. a switch okay. of consciousness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and that's what I've seen. And you see that historically, if you look into like the Mayans a lot, mm-hmm. when, you know, that whole thing that was going on in 2012 wasn't the end of times. It was the end of a cycle. Mm. So it was the end of the, we're in the sixth sun now. It was the end of the fifth sun cycle, which I can't remember how many thousands of years each cycle is, but it's, you know, a, a significant amount of thousands of years. Um, for each cycle. So what we went in after 2012 was now we're in the sixth sun cycle of their calendar, which is again, it's a, it's not a reset, but it's a change in consciousness. It's, and, it's mm-hmm. much like the, you know, the ages, the age of Aquarius, you know, right. how, and, how that was supposed to be a shift in consciousness. Right. Right. And, and I isn't think that's it interesting. What, you think that's what would happen. Yeah. And okay. when that happened, that's when we started getting all these Mandela effects things like that started coming up too. So all right, yeah, there's yeah. gotta be something. And that's when that. CERN was playing games, right? Mm-hmm. It was right around 12 and 13, right in that time frame. And that's when everything kind of got jumbled. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And it was like, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know, like for me personally, it was like 2011, 2012 is when I started really diving into like conspiracy stuff, biblical stuff, all this information and it was like abundant you could get it you could look up crazy shit on youtube at that point youtube was wild west back then yeah like you could find anything on youtube now you can't find anything on there (laughs) because all youtube was known for back then was the cat videos that's what people went to it for and and there was all these fringe documentaries and crazy shit out there like i remember looking into the book of enoch back in 2012 and it's like is anyone else talk, like who who else knows this information like it was crazy and then it's like then it kind of went away and now there's like another resurgence of the book of enoch coming out like a decade well, what's, later what's interesting too what you said before nico though about being able to erase it mm-hmm. think of what they've done they've been able to shift mm-hmm. what you can see right or and now significantly influence what you see on youtube on these different platforms because of the censorship so in a way they're starting that book burning in a way you know that erasure of of the previous data and and you're seeing it though the crazy thing is the way they're changing you know stories or books and not saying that this is a different version they just put it out there right right yeah it's wild Hmm. and like i think back like my great-grandmother they don't know what year she was born in. She was born somewhere between like 1896 and like 1901. She mm-hmm. had 10 siblings, but I guess in Greece, they didn't keep track of the girls with birth certificates or whatever. So like what happened during that time period? You know what I mean? I feel like that was probably a time of some type of reset or mm-hmm. some type well, of change. Absolutely. And and that's when you get into the world's fairs and stuff, right? So you have these world fairs all around the world. And when you look at some of the footage of these world fairs, especially, you know, my favorite one is Chicago from 1893. Mm-hmm. And you watch these people walk around. They're in like a, a daze. They're walking around. And, and there was somebody that even commented on one of the documentaries that I watched or a book I read where he said, yeah, it was as if the people that were there were under a spell. 
And it's wow. like, well, if you think about it, if if you didn't know anything about technology or your heart, you know, your hard drive had just been erased. And now all of a sudden you're put in a world fair scenario where these these outrageous buildings and there's a million people there when, you know, you may be from a town that doesn't have a couple hundred people, right? You're going to be in this overwhelmed state and what better way to refresh or reboot your system than with a little indoctrination and and a little Mm -hmm. training camp decorated as a fair. That's spooky. Yeah, I mean, I believe that they can wipe people's memories. I, I don't think they can fully do it because it'll come back either in dreams mm. or like some type of past life regression type thing. But well, it, Nico, yeah. it doesn't even take like a, a wiping. Right. All it takes is a generation of a lack of education, mm-hmm. right? So if they just didn't educate a, a, a one generation of people. When they get into society, you know, outside of their whatever their daily life would be, they're going to be totally thrown off because they're going to have no knowledge or no skill set. And that's what I think it it was when I think reset, I think it's more of a dumbing down to build them back up. So they don't give you anything. They've taken, they've destroyed all your cities by fire, right? That you're living in. You know, a lot of people are living in log cabins at the time or, you know, living out in the country, not in these cities. So they didn't know anything, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where you hear the old country bumpkin, you know, th- right. that moniker yeah. and things like that, where they didn't know a lot because they, I don't think you needed to. I think you just need to know what you need to know, survive and, and thrive. Right, right. Right. Yeah. What about your grandma? That story about your grandmother randomly living... Tell tell Matt that story. Did you ever tell him that? In Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. So it like I gotta ask my grandmother this because she came over here in like the 50s, I want to say, like early 50s. And she just like was living with some relative in Illinois or, or Indiana, Indiana. In, Indiana. And then she became like a flight. Was she okay. like even living with a relative though? I don't know. I feel like she, she was just like a her and her sister plant. just got like carted over here. In and Indiana. Yeah. From Greece. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Huh. And I can't get like a clear. I just, Illinois would have made sense with the whole Chicago yeah, tie and everything like that. But Indiana, that's an interesting one. Because mm-hmm. yeah, especially with Greece, because that doesn't right. seem like they have much connection. No. no, it was just it's odd. Like I, that could just be a, a family thing. Like, I don't know it what was going on bit. over there. But like, yeah, they just her and her sister were sent over here when they were young, like probably like 15 something like that yeah but that's such a weird thing like typically that wouldn't well, really happen now, right? uh, i what's interesting is if i think about it though you know you, you start getting into the old world and you start thinking about what was here beforehand mm-hmm. you know but it, it, if we're gonna go that way you, you start thinking about okay look at the architecture that was here it's a lot of roman a lot of greek architecture so they, they may have been coming over here on a regular basis and had these different communities set up in mm-hmm. these places already too yeah and it's true. not something yeah because i'm even looking here like i mean the natives obviously there was a lot of indigenous people there but you know the greeks aren't going to really tie in with that no but you you tease something on your last episode you're looking into the, who are the natives oh can we get a little taste like, of some of that because does that tie into like mormonism and that's that kind well, of stuff goes, being the 
tribes of so Israel. I found or... this book. It's mm-hmm. called Antiquities in America, and it's about the w- discovery of the West. Mm-hmm. Now, when they say West, they mean all of the United States. They mean right. West of Europe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they're talking about in this is that, okay, so we know the Indians, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we think of as the natives. And he's like, no, those were usurpers. Those were the- Like outcasts um, of society. It was the Chinese. It was the Mongols, you know, the Tartarians, the Scythians. Um, it was the Normans, the Danes, the Vikings, you know, those people. And then it was the Barbers. You know, you're looking at some of the Nor- the African coast nations that would have, and, and you're getting into even the Phoenicians, mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy is saying- there was there's evidence of civilization here in America pre Noah's flood. And, you know, and and he he even says that it's quite possible that Noah's Ark was built in America. Right. And that doesn't that tie into uh, Florida with the gopher wood and things like that? That's what old world Florida says. He says the only place in the world where you can find gopher wood is in Florida. And obviously the arc was specifically made out of gopher wood. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, it, if the arc ended up in Mount Ararat in Turkey, right, it's not going to go, you know, from Israel to Turkey that it it would make more sense that if there was a flood, it's going to go a longer distance and end up hitting a mountain. And that's what his argument is, is that it would have came from America and gone uh, that way because of the currents versus going, you know, from yeah. Israel or the Middle and East. That makes sense mm. from a sailing perspective. Like I know it takes about 20 days to sail from the United States to Europe. So 40 days on a boat, it could right? have got right to yeah. think about 40 days. I mean, from Israel or, you know, the Middle East area mm-hmm. where they said, you know, they claim the ark is built to Turkey. How, I mean, what would they have done for 40? They would have had to circle the world almost. Right. You know, if you think about that's it, insane. like if it was in Florida to there, that's yeah, that makes sense. That's what's the timeline this guy puts on the flood. Does he kind of follow that like lost history that maybe it's not as old as that kind of ties into like flamenco saying there's a missing time gap. Yeah, right? I'm trying to get to the bottom of it to see what he, cause he, this guy bounces all over the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes from, talking about um like america being viking discovered to then going back to pre-biblical saying that um there were people in america before moses um he says that basically america was populated with the lines of noah um basically shem or uh yeah shem and japheth were the two big ones Mm-hmm. um that he said the lines were from because when the 10 tribes broke up and that's the other thing he ties in the 10 tribes uh into this so this is one of those it's probably going to be like three or four episodes because i'm still trying to figure out how to break it up because it hits so many different levels mm-hmm. and it makes so much sense so one of the examples that blew my mind was in cincinnati back in the 1800s these guys bought this land and they were trying to dig a well Mm-hmm. And so they got down about 50, 60 feet and they hit something and they couldn't go any further. So they're like, all right. So they, they start digging out this hole 
they get down 60 feet and there's a tree in the ground, oh. 60 feet deep. Like the top of a tree? Yeah. They oh, hit the nice. tree. So the tree had basically been buried. Right. You know, and he's like, okay. He's like, so what would have caused 60 feet of dirt or, you know, soil to move right there? And how long ago did this happen that this tree was here? And, and it's just, it's crazy to think about. And he's like, well, you start thinking about it, it had to be pre-flood. So there was, you know, and, and they get down and there's just different little things like that. But then you get into the, the discoveries that they find, you know, the things they're finding in caves all over America, they're finding Egyptian hieroglyphs, they're finding Irish, um, they're finding Phoenician, they're finding Norse, Norman, um, they're finding African egyptian i mean everything they're finding all of these different cultures and their writings their artwork here when there was supposed to be nothing here but right. savages you know just yeah. roaming the territory wow that's wild and then like just looking into some of the fairy stuff we've been looking into you start to there's all these giant tales from ireland and like there's some people that would even say like maybe civilization started there and it worked its way out. Have you heard anything about that or? Well, that's, yeah, I I've, I've heard a couple people say that Ireland is where everything started. Um, mm -hmm. and that the Celts, you know, and they were genocided. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Celts were massacred by Caesar. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on top of that, then the British, did their part on them also right. and took their population from 4 million down to 2 million. And there's really no mention of that genocide. And Probably. so you start, you start looking at it and historically these nations that are being genocided tend to have some significance historically. Mm -hmm. And one, one of the things, do you guys know about the Uyghurs in China? Mm, little Those bit. are the Muslims muslims yeah, that are in middle those concentration yeah. camps oh, in china supposedly okay. yeah so well i started doing some digging and i i sent you a message nico i found this uh book called the history of the tartars from the 1300s and in it it says that the uyghurs were tartars mm -hmm. so you start thinking about it and well russia and the cia claim they went through this whole exercise to wipe out any record of the Tartars in the 1950s. Well, if these are kind of some of the last remnants, it would make sense that the Chinese are putting them in re-education camps to forget. It's like a reservation, right? Mm -hmm. That's the way I equated it. It went, the light bulb went off and I'm like, oh shit, that's just, they just put them on a reservation. It's not a concentration camp. They're doing right. the same shit that we did to our natives. Mm -hmm. And we're just, they're just trying to get them to forget the past right. and buy into today's society. And like so you're that's, talking about resetting people. Yeah. And that's what you see yeah. over and over again, right? Is is yep. the Europeans come in, I mean, the latest in the latest version, the Europeans come in, they conquer you, then they re-educate you mm -hmm. to their way of thinking and then move on. And mm -hmm. and that's this the era that we're stuck in, you know, that colonial industrial mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think that's coming to an end as we get into this more global mindset. But what we don't want is the one world mindset because mm -hmm. that just erases any 
you know, uniqueness. It takes mm-hmm. out nationality. It takes out anything that you would celebrate as being unique, and they just want it to be one world. It's all homogenous. It's but all the same. I feel, but that's happening. I mean, it's no. look at the architecture, right? I mean, look right. at the background that I have versus go to New York City today, oh, and I, I mean, know. you'll see one of these buildings here and there that hangs on. But for the most part, I mean, there's a reason they call modern architecture brutal architecture. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. not aesthetically pleasing. No, right. <clears throat> no. And I don't think from a frequency standpoint, it helps us either. Whereas I think, you know, the old architecture, as great as it is to look at, I think from a, a resonance standpoint, it was built with sacred geometry. So it yeah. had a positive frequency that it was it was emitting or or that would work with you. Yeah. I was just going to say like the shapes and yeah, it's so interesting. The last episode that we haven't released yet, she talks about Archangel Metatron and Metatron's cube. And then I listened to your episode yesterday and you're talking about Metatron's cube and that, and it's like, yep. if if I see it one more time, then it's, <laughs> and I know there's something really to it, you know, you, yeah. you know, and that's, what's crazy about this shit is I was doing an episode on ley lines and then mm-hmm. I see two other people do episodes and Mm -hmm. they start mentioning either the cathedrals or ley lines or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like you said, you get this, these little signals like, Hey, you're on the right path. Stay with it. Yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just like the consciousness comes in. Like there's just like a stream, you know what I mean? Like, Oh no, dude, I'm with you. Why the fuck do you think we're talking right now? Right. Right. It's It's because we've, we've, our frequencies have have come together in the sense that you know what are the chances that you and I would connect ever in this world? Right, I know. you know, it's like it's so small that it, it. I believe it now after you know doing the podcast and thing, you know, put and just putting yourself out there. I feel like once you put yourself out there, now you will attract like now. Every now and then you're going to attract a fucking weirdo. You're going to attract mm-hmm. a psychopath, a sociopath. Hey, but that's part of being out. That's just a, a percentages thing. Yeah. But I do feel that there is something when you do put yourself out there that you are going to get in return what you put out. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads into our favorite topic, the spiritual side of it. And I know <laughs> that word, but. Did you see I'm, my story today about that big, good old Canadian spiritual healer who got busted for uh, sexual assault? That uh, doesn't surprise me. I haven't That's what I'm saying. These guys are yeah. This guy was yeah. known for staring into people's eyes mm. for hours on end. Nothing creepy about that. No, nothing at all. And, and, and there's a lot of spirituality behind it too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, do you think this is like a spiritual war, like a, a frequency spiritual thing? Like, in the most literal sense, not yes. new age spirituality. Oh, I think I think this is an absolute. It's a battle for your soul right now. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I think more time. And I went through the the satanic panic in the eighties, and I remember it because I was like ten ish when it was like popping off. You know, like right around eighty eight when Bush took over. Mm-hmm. Um, we just watched the Burb. Oh, I I didn't finish it yet. I started watching the Burbs because I saw it on Netflix. Great movie, <laughs> but it's so cringe now. And that's rated PG. Isn't yeah. that insane? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oof. and I well, I was talking about on Master Debaters because somebody mm-hmm. brought up the Burbs, and I'm like, yeah, well, go watch Dragnet with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd about the cult they're chasing down of 
say pagans it's like oh my god i'm like dude it's so funny because i laugh at the word pagan now because growing up pagan to me was like satan Mm -hmm. right and now i look at pagan i'm like dude that's the gnostics like the the it's anything other than christianity exactly it's nothing devil worshiping it's non-christian basically Mm-hmm. it's like holy fuck man and then you look at the christians and you're like well what are you guys really or at least the catholics i'm like what the fuck are you guys worshiping because it sure is fucking the same christianity everybody else is no and even like the greek orthodox church man i went to a easter celebration back in like i don't know 2013 or something and it was the first time i ever went to one and they go out in the parking lot and the priest has like this giant sun staff and they're just walking around and it's all these greek women in black chanting and i'm like what the fuck is this you guys realize you're doing a ritual yeah right like this is odd i don't remember reading this in the bible (laughs) yeah you're doing this to the sun god right Right. it's 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 all sun worship Mm -hmm. when it boils down to it when you look at the organized stuff but i think that i think right now it's really a battle for your soul because Mm -hmm you have the ability to say no. Right. And a lot of people aren't saying no, and they're just going to keep pushing the line forward, you know, and that's what people don't understand. Every time you take a step back and give them, they're going to keep pushing and they're, they're not going to stop until you finally fucking put your feet in the ground and say, no, you're not pushing any further, you know? And I think as a, as a, as a society, we did that collectively to protect the children from you know the medical experiment they were trying to do and i think that's why it kind of you've seen it drop off right because we finally said no you're not fucking with the kids you know that we we let them tinker around with with jobs and our livelihood but one the line in the sand was the kids and i think i think that's where it is right now with you know you see it with ukraine you see it with all this nonsense that's going on yet i'm paying eight dollars for a dozen eggs like Mm -hmm. it just it's so crazy and doesn't make sense that it's like we have to push back otherwise they're just going to keep doing right it's all about consent and i was just having this conversation with someone the other day about chemtrails and they said because i'm on this bandwagon that chemtrails are not even I don't think there's real pilots in there. I I, I don't even know if it's, I I don't believe it's the aluminum, barium, strontium, all this stuff. I think it's something else that they're spraying out there, some type of frequency thing. And uh, a person said like, do you think it's humans doing this? Or do you think it's like, you know, some type of uh, alien or whatever? Do humans have any involvement in it? And it got me thinking like, by spreading this conspiracy theory, we're in a way giving it a consent. You know, like we're saying, like, yes, these exist. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like us looking at you're calling it out. Right. I mean, because here's here's where I struggle, because Mm -hmm. what can I really do to stop it? Right. Right. So from that standpoint, all I can do is object. And Mm -hmm. by objecting and calling it out, I'm not consenting. Right. You know, so and I think there's certain things that that's all you can do. Right now, when it comes to something that you can touch, now it's a totally different way you can object to things. But I think on huge things like that and like shit with the government, 
like what can you really do right you know yeah. you, that takes a collective effort i mean but you as a solo entity can protest you know mm. you can object to it and 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 something as simple as posting a, a, a meme Right. That's objecting. You're not consenting to it. You're saying, listen, I see this. I I, I see what you're doing and I, I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's why we have so much censorship too, because I think the majority see what's going on. But with the censorship, they make it seem like it's still a balanced fight. It's still 50-50 right. out there, but I don't think it really is. No, I think there's way more... Um people waking up to it because i i do think a lot of people were kind of in the daydream but i, I just i think anything. we all were nico i oh, was yeah. yeah i felt i was in it you know i was mm -hmm. living i was living the uh quote-unquote american dream you know mm -hmm. getting in more and more debt you know having a kid instead of having multiple kids and you know not and being dependent on the system, you know, loving sports and entertainment and any bread and circus they would throw at me, I would, you know, invest my time, energy, money into it. Um, and yeah, I think it because it's it was such it's such a well oiled machine they've created, you know, that I, until you are presented with the fact that you're being lied to and you're being used and manipulated you wouldn't think you've been programmed your whole life to think they're out to help you. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I wonder like though, is going down these paths always the best thing? And I, no. I, I struggle with it. Cause it's like, like you just said, like, yes, we are objecting to it. You have to learn the darkness, but I just, I don't know, man. Sometimes I think, do we go too far? Are we giving it power yes. by looking too far into it? Yes. You, mm -hmm. We invest too much energy in your objection, right? Mm -hmm. It's enough to just say, hey, listen, I object. Mm -hmm. But then to do it eight, nine, 10, 11 times a day is mm -hmm. now giving it a greater focus in your mind and a greater energy. You know, right. so my example is I don't recognize COVID anymore. Yeah. I call it out as a joke for every mm -hmm. now and then, but it doesn't exist in my world anymore. I don't, right. I don't recognize it. I don't, you know, the, if it comes on the news, I laugh and I'm like, okay, change the channel. The thing that bothers me though, is that there's so many people that are still wrapped up in it. Mm -hmm. Like I get probably 20 to 30 videos a day about, you know, how bad the jab is and this and that. I'm like, guys, we know news. this already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm beyond <laughs> this. Like right. by, by you, me clicking that video and watching it, I'm just bringing it up in my mind and I'm bringing it to life and keeping it going. Whereas now I just, if I, I look at the title and I don't, nope, not, not watching that. Nope. I'm, oh, it looks like a COVID video. Nope. Not watching these. Mm -hmm. And if it's not ignoring it, it's putting it where it belongs. Right. You know? So I still know it's there in the back of my head. I still have the intent to say, listen, I, I recognize if you're going to bring it up, I'm going to fight it. Mm -hmm. But if I can put it on the back burner and move on to something more beneficial in my life, I'm done investing energy into it. And I think that's the battle, right? We talked about the soul, but I think yeah. it's a battle for your energy. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's, I mean, if you look into like magic and stuff too, it's like what you put your intention and what you put your focus on is what's going to. Yeah. And, and like I, I question some of like even my followers on there that send those type of videos. It's like, guys, just I've had to like put people in the 
request folder. You know what I mean? Because yep. it's just constant. It's like well, and what you have to realize, and what I've done, I've I treat everyone like a child now. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I don't care who you are, I don't care if you're the president of the United States, you're a child, and that's the way I look at everybody. And then I realize, okay, this is where they're coming from. Yep. Because most people we deal with on a daily basis are children in adult meat suits. Mm-hmm. And that's the way you have to approach things because they are. We, there's so many people that haven't grown up and haven't moved past that middle school, high school mentality that you know they, they want to be in the popular crowd. They want to be you know recognized for what they're doing. And, you know, if, if you're, you're not paying attention to what you're doing, well, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Just because I don't care about your stupid flat earth, like now I'm, I'm the problem. Like, go fuck yeah. yourself. Well, and it's the same thing with like the Christianity stuff. And it's like, oh, it's pick a group, you know, yeah, yeah you know? pick a group, <clears throat> any of these cults. And that's what mm-hmm. it is. And you're seeing it in the truth community too. Now you yeah. see these people that develop these cult like followings and if you try and go in that cult and bring some outside information or anything that goes against their narrative, oh, you better you better you're be controlled ready. up. You're controlled yeah. opposition. You're working for the CIA. You're doing it's like, dude, I had a kid call me CIA the other day because I didn't put out a full video. I just put out a minute clip. Mm-hmm. Said, what are you trying to hide? You what are you CIA or something putting out? I'm like asshole i'm like it only allows you 60 second clips in the fucking story right. how much more can i put in there like that, dude, and, and go and by look the it way, up yourself yeah by the way you can go find it you, you fuckwad like that's right. my problem right now is i'm so over people needing to be force-fed everything and if spoon-fed it, everything it's, it's like, like holy shit man like I feel stupid if I have to ask somebody a question about what they're posting. Like I would never be like, Hey, can I have the link to the full video? No, go find the fucking link to the full video yourself. Right. Or what show is this from? Right. Dude, it's, it's interesting. And that's, that's kind of why I took a break from the podcast back in like, you know, June area. Cause I was getting bombarded with all these like life coach type people. And like, it was just like, what the hell guys like no well, you not... were balls deep in the paranormal back then too so that's mm-hmm. think about what you're attracting yep in there is you know with some of that when you get on the fringe it's like you're gonna get some fringe people too mm-hmm. so that's why i think what you guys are doing now is gonna be so much better for the show because you're gonna still get a fringe every now and then but mm-hmm. now you have that other avenue to go down yeah it just it's dark shit like you don't think like looking into you know entities and things like that but it it does it gets to you it attaches to you and these people like i know for a fact that there was a few podcasters that were just not podcast guests i had on that were just pure energy vampires yep and it's like i felt drained after i did it and it was like i'm never having that person on again but it's like dude there's topics that do that to you too and that's mm -hmm. why i you know i don't blame people for not researching everything because like Mm -hmm. i you know, I went through the the whole Nate, and I'm still in it. The native slaughter, and mm-hmm. goddamn man, if that doesn't just break your heart and like just suck the energy out of you, because you're like, Dude, these these people are propped up like heroes, and they're the biggest pieces of shit up. They should be in the same breath with Stalin and Hitler and Mao, and instead they got a statue on Mount Rushmore. Like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it is, it's dark. So you gotta. 
what I do is I'll, I'll do that. And then I'll go, you know, play with my son or, you know, mm-hmm. go do something that's get the dogs for a walk. And yeah. Yeah. Because that dark energy, it will wrap you up and it'll, it'll get its tentacles on you and forget about it, dude. You're, you're sucked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Rosie had to, uh, take care of the little guy, but, um, you want to wrap it up here and, uh, yeah, man, this I conversation. Always, Thank you for having me on. It's been too long that we've got it's to been sit way together. too long. And I was like, you know, Rosie was like, just come on over for a second. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, we got to have guests back on, man. It's break it up a little bit. I love I'm in death. that mindset too, just because <laughs> I can't do the work anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I like I had people expecting me to put out a show and a Monday at masturbators every week. And I'm like, dude, I can't do that. It's, you don't understand how much work these, these episodes go into. Right. I'm like, so one way I'm going to break it up is yeah. Have a guest on every now and then, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I thought of another thing, I'm going to start doing stories where if I find a cool news article, I'm just going to read it, you know, mm-hmm. I'll go through and I'll, I'll do 30 minutes worth of stories and That's just cool. pop those out as kind of a, you know, maybe Friday, every Friday, you get half hour worth of stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because uh, I just like people want more and more, which is funny, but they don't want to contribute anything more and more. Right. So it's <laughs> like, oh, like the, the people that bust my balls about, you know, not putting stuff out on YouTube or, you know, well, why don't you do a show about this? Aren't the people that are my patrons they aren't the people that I talk to on Instagram. They aren't my friends or or supporters. They're just these random people that are like, yeah, why don't you do this for me? Because I'm too fucking lazy to do it myself. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, this isn't my full-time job here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a full-time podcaster, by the way. It's not, I'm not a, uh, you know, independently wealthy here off this thing that it's like, everybody's like, oh, you got a podcast? Like you monetize it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and you can count how much I make on your fingers <laughs> i know uh-huh. that's we we dealt with that with that situation that we've been dealing with for the, the past two like put us on a pedestal like they have a podcast yeah that goes out to uh, an apple podcast thousands of people listen to this show <laughs> yeah and i'm like yeah our last episode got this many downloads like you know it's just it, oh dude it's, it's crazy. just perspectives it's, it's amazing, man. I, I love it though. I mean, and that's why I do it. I do it because it's fun. I really do enjoy it. And like you're meeting great pe- at it. You're meeting like... people like you guys and stuff like that. It makes it worth it, you know? Like you meet really good people that you can connect with, and that's what it's all about. You're natural. I mean, I couldn't believe it. You start this is like what? How long have you had your podcast now, Matt? A year and a half now, right? A year and a half. That's wild. Because it seems like you you're like a pro, you know, at at I did have do. a radio show beforehand. Okay. A little I worked for ESPN radio, me and my buddy. My buddy's dad had a radio worked at a radio station. He was like the head of marketing. And they had like Saturday mornings. They had like a two hour, three hour window, and they would just play dead air. And we're like, can we get on there? And That's he's awesome. like, yeah, why not? So we did for like, I don't know, it was probably like six or eight months. We did our own like sports talk radio show. That makes sense. And it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of like, uh, 
like a morning commute type radio show where it was like, you know, we play sound clips and goofy noises and just stupid shit. But it was fun. But I like doing this a lot more. Well, Mm -hmm. you've got like that voice. You've got like a... That's what people say. I hated my voice in the beginning. I'm like, nobody's going to listen to this because my voice is obnoxious. And then people are like, oh, you have a radio voice. I'm like, well, I have a radio face too. Thanks. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. No, yeah. but yeah. So we're excited to have more people on for sure. I think it's great. And and I was telling Nico when you said, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's going to be, it's such a cool balance being able to have guests and bring the different at perspectives, like have paranormal, have, you know, the fairy, the angel, yeah. the demon whatever you route you want to go and i think having i love the dynamic between you two it Uh, works you know on air it's like because it's entertaining and it's (laughs) but it's authentic it's not like fake you know because there's there's some people that like have to put on a show and you guys are just no it's just who you are it's true yeah thank you for that thank you see that coming up on that seven year itch i know yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's so funny. funny but yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on. You know, I know this is great. And uh, we'll do this again real soon. And yeah. And if you guys I, ever want to hop on debaters, let me know. You always have a spot. Definitely. I had so much fun the time yeah. I was on there. So for sure. Yeah. I would love to. And like I told you before, if you ever have like someone bail out or whatever, just Monday nights are usually open for us. So nice. We're always down. But mm-hmm. I know most of my listeners know where to find you, but go ahead, plug your stuff. The Great Deception Podcast. It's pretty easy. Yeah, there it is. that's it. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, you know, everywhere. And, and Check, go to my page. Patreon. Yeah, go to my page, click the link tree. Everything's there. You can email me, whatever you want. But do me a favor, if you if you do listen to my show or Nico's show and Rosie's show, give us the common courtesy to leave a review. I mean, it's I we don't if you you know if you're not going to support it, just do that. Especially if you listen every week, because yeah. we put out in the work to put the show out there, and all we're asking is that you take less than a minute to click the amount of stars and leave a little comment in Apple. That's it. Yes. Yeah. That's it's crazy. Because the numbers don't line up. It's like 35 reviews and all these listens. Like, where's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten a review in over a month now. And it's like, dude, I know people are listening to the show. I mm-hmm. know you're out there. Yeah. Leave a damn review because I, I think I have like 120 reviews. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I, ha- I have more shows than reviews. Yeah. Like what's wrong with this picture here? Yeah. It doesn't line up. I know. But question everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. And we'll do Thank this again you guys. soon. Thank you.